0: What is up? Thank you everybody for tuning in and listening. Welcome to another episode of the Stay Rich in Spirit podcast. I have a guest with us today. Very special, very rare. I have Nicole Rapley from Circus Sense. I've known Nicole for years, 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 years. We went to undergrad together. Shout out to Bowie State University. Since then, she's went on to do amazing, amazing things, and I'm super excited to have her on the show today. Nicole, hey, what's up?
1: What's going on? How are you?
0: I am so beyond blessed. I'm so happy to be here, so happy to have you here, you know? What's been going on with you?
1: You know, living, learning. Living, and learning, <laughs> yeah. Running my business, evolving, all those good things.
0: Yeah, I would say the word that I will always hold synonymous with you is growth. Every time I speak to you, I always see like a concerted effort to like grow in some area, some way, shape, fashion or form. And we was talking about like different topics that we could talk about when you Mm -hmm. finally did come on the show. Of course, we're long overdue, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been a long time coming.
0: Word. And you brought <laughs> up the, you sent me a video and you said maybe we should talk about the uh, economy of attention, the attention mm-hmm. economy. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. drew you to that subject?
1: Me. Life. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you've known me for a while. Mm-hmm. And so you know I'm telling the truth when I say that prior to having my business... Um, in 2020, I started Circa. Prior to that, I didn't really have a social media presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a personal page, but there wasn't really much on there. I didn't post much. Um, never really been big on Twitter or anything like that. Kind of just mind my business. I would go on, see what's going on in the world, shop, and then get off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but once I started running my business, um, I, I needed that presence, you know, and the other day I caught myself doing something that wasn't in the norm for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit down and really think about it. And I realized I was doing it for attention. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm addicted to attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> addicted to attention. That's addicted real.
1: to attention. And and my whole thing was, and I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. You know, and so um, instead of, you know, just being ashamed or anything, I was like, "Yo, let me share this because I'm about to have to work through this. And I want to be transparent about it because I know I'm not the only person that's going through this.
0: That's real. That's real. That's real. So when you talk about not being the only person, first of all, what is the attention economy?
1: So once I started diving deeper into it, I realized that, you know, It's just a byproduct of what's actually happening. And because of social media um, and these platforms, what has become the scarcity, like the scarce resource is our attention, how much attention we're spending on certain platforms, how much attention we are spending on certain videos, um, what ideas are getting clicks, things of that nature. So anytime, you know, things are scarce, um, you're going to have people competing for, the attention of it for, you know, the bulk of that. And so the attention economy is literally the um, pretty much the construct of how all of that is being orchestrated and the fact that our time and attention is literally the new commodity.
0: Our time and attention is literally the new economy. And I was thinking about that when I watched the video. I actually played the video in my Mm -hmm. communications class and uh, they were really drawn to it because it's it's become a way to also program it's a way to divert people you 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 gain so when we talk about the attention economy we break it down into like social medias but then we also break it down into like um video platforms like mm-hmm. YouTube, Netflix and people who just benefit off of your attention like mm-hmm. if you see your favorite television show if you see your favorite um Even your favorite movie, whatever you're watching, when you see your favorite version of it, or everybody just watched the Super Bowl and Rihanna's performance, when you have that many people paying attention to one thing, the way that these companies make money is to divert that attention to different companies that are looking for you to consume their service or product. So then those companies also use all the different models and history and information they have on the art of persuasion and rhetoric Mm -hmm. to convince you to not only um, divert your attention to what they're selling you, but to also... persuade you to remember them or to to embed it into your subconscious Mm -hmm. um and it's something that was very interesting so i looked at it from a corporate level but then i also was tasked to look at it from a personal level too where Mm -hmm. it's like i want to garner attention from people for what reasons though what do you think some of the main reasons why people are so um seemingly addicted to attention
1: so there's two ways you can take that because I looked at it in two, two different avenues um, when I started thinking about myself and started, you know, getting introspective with it. And I had to look at it as, one, this whole narrative now, especially for small business owners, is that you are your brand. Oh. So literally the same way these companies are using these things, if you identify yourself as a brand, you're a company. So you want that attention, too. You want that attention to talk about your products, to talk about, you know, the things that you care about, to get all the things that you want to express across and get people to whether or not you want to persuade them or you just want to inform them. You're following that same construct. And so that's one way. And the second way is just because it has become a commodity. And anytime something is a commodity, people want it so whether or not i really have anything to give you once i get your attention the fact is i got your attention and your attention was what i wanted it's almost you could look at the exchange for a dollar if a company you know wants your attention to to for for monetary gain a person wants your attention not even just for the money but for the energetic exchange Mm. and we'll even you know get even deeper to that but your attention is still an energetic exchange.
0: Energy is a currency.
1: Mm -hmm. And I personally think that money is one of the lowest forms of energy exchanges. So now we're talking big business. Now we're talking about, you know, your person, your time, your energy, your thoughts, like that. That's a lot more to me than just, you know, a physical, uh, monetary type exchange.
0: That's definitely, I can definitely see that when I think of, just back to this like this idea of the attention economy and this idea i like what you're saying about this idea that you are your brand because i've always trifled with that where mm-hmm. it's like is are you when you're telling me that i am my brand i tell people will tell me that a lot early on in my career and it was like so you're telling me that i need to bring attention on myself and then divert that attention or, or transition that attention to people being interested in the things that I do. And, you know, I didn't really feel comfortable with that. I still don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with it, you know, because I am not my brand. Like, you know, I am not my brand as for I am, I am a brand, but I am not my business. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I brand myself, and I don't even say I brand myself. I just move with a certain intentionality, mm-hmm. and that intentionality becomes my reputation. You mm-hmm. know, so it's not necessarily a branding. It's like this is my authentic self, and this is how I want people to remember me. Right. But that's different than me like purposefully exposing different aspects of my life to bring attention on to myself and then selling products and services based on that attention that I've garnered like mm. you know I think it's become very problematic and the interesting thing is people are nosy like <laughs> You know, like, and that's the flip side to it. It's like when I go on social media, which I'm finding myself doing less and less of, and you're just scrolling, 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 the video show me, say so it's a reason why platforms like Instagram and YouTube have an endless scroll. You know, an endless scroll where you're mm-hmm. constantly watching other people's lives and what they're doing so and what they happen. have going on. And then you would notice that when that same person posts something about their business or their brand, they don't get the same level of engagement as they get if they're posting themselves half naked or if a guy is posting himself like spending money frivolously or like mm-hmm. doing all of the things that you see in the average rap video, but making it look like this is a part of my regular life. Mm-hmm. And that's a problematic thing you know it's kind of like we're breeding different character traits in people um, to appeal to what they think will bring attention versus just being yourself like who are it's becoming who you are when no one is watching is becoming less and less relevant in the minds of our children mm-hmm. because it's all about who you present yourself to be to the world now
1: mm-hmm
0: and I don't, I, it's something that I'm just not wholly confident, comf, comfortable with, especially now that I'm, like, educating these 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, where it's like, what is your identity aside or detached from the world?
1: Mm, mm-hmm. You know what that makes me think of? It's like, Jay-Z been telling us this for a minute, when he says, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man." Like and the thing about it is is it's such a slippery slope mm-hmm. because i found myself on it and most a lot i am my brand and i say that because it's not like my business is set up as a business and then i'm operating the business my business is literally an extension of my life yeah it's an extension of my spiritual journey it's an ex, uh extension of the ascension that I'm experiencing as I get to different levels I have different product offerings Um, and so in that sense I am learning to really figure out what information is relevant And what information I do need to keep private, but still hold the integrity of my brand and still give the consumers that are part of my brand, what they're looking for. Because a lot of the appeal of my brand is the fact that they're learning with me. And the fact that I'm honest, the fact that I'm honest about, you know, even this subject in general, where I'm talking about the attention. Um, The fact that I caught myself wanting that attention and was about to do something that I normally wouldn't do to get it. Oh, right. I'm look, no shame in my game. You know, <laughs> God has blessed me with a beautiful body and no shame to how anybody chooses to, you know, to show or expose or whatever, you know, whatever word you want to use. Um, but at the same time, that's always been something that I've kind of held close to me. You know, I've never really been one to seek attention from my body. One, because I found out earlier in life that it's unfulfilling um, because I am a, I'm a free thinker. Um, I'm a philosopher. So it's like the attention I get from my body or my physicality, normally the people who are attracted to that don't have the capacity, you know what I'm saying, to really, hold my attention. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want you to be attracted to me for my body because then what can we talk about? If that's all, you know, you're attracted to, or I'm so much more than that. So I don't even want that to be the first thing, you know, that you, that that's garnering your attention. Um, But I found myself slipping into that because I see it works. You know, when, when you are putting out quality products, quality content, and you know, your numbers are, They're they're decent. I'm thankful for them. But I know that, you know, if I held some crystals in a bikini, my numbers would look a lot different. Mm -hmm. And I'm not I'm not going to be fake about that, you know. And at the same time, I still am in business. So, of course, I am going to want to be profitable. That's real. But at
0: the same time, like it's people you can pay for that.
1: For sure. But they not me
0: i mean they're not true but like (laughs) a part of me feels is like you know we are meant to share the parts of us that will help someone else Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. you
0: know like like we we hold sacred the things we hold sacred but the things that we contain and the things that we possess that'll help someone else you know get to the next stage or to evolve in some way or to get them through something like we're kind of like we're supposed to share those things mm-hmm. you know but, but like when it comes to my brand and the reason why i think it's a distinction between myself and my brand and myself and my business is that the most successful people i know don't they're completely detached right they're 1000 percent detached like the when we start getting into these fortune 500 companies They are completely detached, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're 1,000% detached. Mm -hmm. And mind you, they're still using all the vehicles of persuasion that we see working on an everyday basis, wherever it be attractive women, you know, sex sales, wherever it be, like, depictions of success in the most opulent and aesthetically pleasing ways. They're using all of those things, but they don't feel the need to place themselves in that space. Mm -hmm you know so like how do we reach that level of business like because um my whole thing was and is i'm trying to escape a slave mentality and when i say i'm trying to escape a slave mentality i'm saying i'm trying to escape looking at my value as being connected to my physicality you know oh you can how much cotton can you pick Mm-hmm. How much, how many children can you bear? Oh, look at her hips. Like these are all of the things that used to determine. our. These are the, all of the things that the people who oppressed us for 500 to 5,000 years mm-hmm. did to determine our value. It was no thinking about, oh, this person is uh, intellectual. This person is a philosopher. Oh, this this person is spiritually aligned or mm-hmm. all of those other types of value were never things that were prompted up. But on the other side, you saw those things being very much valued in the worlds and in the customs and in the society of value for our oppressors. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't matter what that person looked like. You look at the average banker and they don't look like um, Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't they don't they don't look like what was that? What was, they don't look like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, you know Street, what I mean? Yeah, like they yeah. look like the, the what's the other dude name? Is this that's not Seth Rogen the fact the, the dude
1: Seth Rogen, um, Jonah Hill—they look like Jonah Hill. <laughs> Why you know what I mean? Know you talking
0: about they Jonah look more like Jonah Hill <laughs> than you know. What I, I, right. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking about. So, like, what is this? It's something else. Like, right. It's not about. It's not about the numbers for real. Because the thing that's going to get you the numbers is this thing up here. Like, sure. you can brainstorm, and your brain is going to get you further than your body every time. Why? Because your brain is not limited by time and space. Mm -hmm. Like you can time travel here like you can look into the future here, you know, and with your heart and with your spirit, you know, like how do I tap into those things? Like, how do I how do I get away from just thinking that, like, my value is attached to what I can do with my hands or how people or how appealing people find me Mm -hmm. or the amount of attention I can garner by actions that I do? Because then my agency no longer is for me, Mm -hmm. it's for y'all.
1: Mm hmm. And that's another thing that, you know, you have to acknowledge when you're talking about um, attention is a lot of it's for validation and acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the eyes on me aspect. It's I want you to not only see me, but I want you to say what I'm doing you like. Mm-hmm. I want you to validate my experience. I want you to validate my looks. I want you to validate my thoughts and that brings on a whole nother level to it because then you have to ask, what are people willing to do to get the attention? Yeah. What are they willing to do to get that validation? And are people really creating just to create and put something out there? Um, Cause I was talking about this the other day that there's a difference between creating something and allowing others to enjoy it mm-hmm. versus creating something to get the validation from others. Because then you have to ask yourself well, who's creating the validation standards? And that's who's really benefiting off your energy. It's not like I'm just using my energy to create these things that I want to put out into the world and and add these things to the consciousness. It's whatever is controlling the narrative, I'm feeding that my energy by creating things that are going to flow through that. And so um, my kind of keyword was, are you creating for source? or are you an energy source? Uh. And that question, you know, I had to sit with that for a little bit and it's kind of been the way that I've been filtering, you know, my content is, am I creating this, you know, for the, uh, from the collective consciousness, you know what I'm saying? So people can, can be enlightened and know, or am I creating this because I know it's going to garner the attention that I want. And if it is going to garner the attention that I want, I have to ask myself, all right, is it genuine intention or is it because I'm flowing within the guidelines of other parameters that have been set and if they if i am then the question is who set those parameters because at that point you know they're kind of in control even though it feels like i'm in control i'm really just feeding into the system that they set up
0: that's real because the dangerous pitfall to getting attention is then becoming addicted to keeping it you know and when you're trying to keep something and you're trying to maintain something especially with something like especially with anything vain, you know, Mm -hmm. because we all age, you know, we everything is not going to look the same as it used to. So then you start seeing people who are willing to go through extreme to extremes to maintain the level of attention they used to get based on the way that they used to look or the way Mm -hmm. that how they look used to be perceived, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like. What can you maintain? Like, what pace can you keep, you know? Like, this is a distance run. Like, I think sometimes we get trapped in that sprint. Like, oh, man, I need to, I need something. I need to, I need to get, I need to, I need, I need a pickup, you yeah. know? Where it's really, like, don't fall into the trap. That's my advice to everybody. Don't fall into the trap, man, woman, whatever, whatever, however you designate yourself. Don't fall into the trap. You can live a life for you, you know? Like, and I'm not, knocking people who just love to share like their physical their physicality like that's not i'm not opposed to it you know but i'm also saying we have to explore the whys Mm -hmm. we have to explore and dive into the whys like why isn't why isn't it enough for me to appreciate myself and for the people who are intimate with me to appreciate it? Why is it that I must receive this level of engagement from strangers over things that literally don't speak nothing about my character, my essence or my spirit?
1: Mm -hmm. And so just even to build on the fact that you were saying like you see, what are people going to do to keep that attention? Like you get addicted to the attention. And I had ended up going to um, a conference that was, it was like an adult industry conference. And
0: talk about it.
1: The body modifications that I saw, I was just, I couldn't understand it because I'm like, I understand a little nip and tuck, a little lift, you know what I'm saying? A little add here, subtract here. I get that. You know what I mean? But some of the stuff I saw was like, that doesn't even look normal. Like, you, do you think that looks good? But then I started to realize it's not about looking good. It's literally about the attention. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm trying to replicate like this super nice physique. It's I'm going to go outrageous with it because I want the attention of having a 70 inch. You know what I'm saying? Can I guess?
0: Yeah, sure. Ass, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
1: Like, it's it's not, you know. Oh, I just want a little. You want the attention of it, and once I started to understand that, it made sense. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you definitely get a lot of attention with double Z, didn't you? Know word, what I mean? <laughs> word. And so those extreme modifications under the lens of the attention that they garner made complete sense. But
0: well, that's why the extremes are so important. Because at first you have to chase you have to chase the herd that's gaining this type of attention and then once you catch up to this herd now I have to distinguish myself mm-hmm. from the herd because I don't want to get lost in this pool of everybody who has the same niche as me like mm-hmm. if my niche ni- you I got to be the outlier so like if my thing is my big ass breast then now I need bigger breasts than everybody else who got big breasts. Right. Like if my need is my big old booty, then now I need a bigger booty than everybody who's got a big booty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's never about like self-improvement. Like mm-hmm. it's never about self-improvement. It's about, again, distinguishing myself from others. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something for me. It's, again, my value and connection to the people around me.
1: Hmm. and that can be applied to so many other things because you see it in like you know if everybody's spending money if everybody's flexing i'm flexing the hardest i
0: gotta flex the hardest
1: <laughs> like oh all right like you got this i'm pulling up in that
0: oh yeah you bought a you bought a you bought a wraith okay i need a i need a a wraith with louis vuitton interiors oh you got okay. a you got a you got a eleven thousand square foot mansion. Okay, I need a fifteen thousand square foot mansion. Like, mm-hmm. it. I don't need it though. I don't need it. I don't necessarily need <laughs> it, right? No, I don't need, need it. I just shit. need people to think
1: right that I have it. Right. Like. <laughs> right. I don't
0: necessarily need this thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just need people to think that I have it, and that's what. That's what is that is what is the mind part, but I wanted to transition real quickly because okay, cool. you definitely you you posted um something on you had sent a story that you posted online mm. and I was gonna take a quick second to find it okay. and read it for the people because. Okay. We got so much people responding to it. That garnered a lot of attention.
1: Really, I love that. Yeah, I love a that. A lot people of people were injured. like That's... eager
0: to hear more about that topic. So okay. I don't want to disappoint those people because I think it is something very, very worth sharing. So I'm going to read what you highlighted, and this is called The Ethics of the Attention Economy, The Problem of Social Media Addiction by Rick Cram, Bhargava, and Manuel Velasquez from Santa Clara University. And they started off saying, social media companies commonly design their platforms in a way that renders them addictive. Some governments have declared internet addiction a major public health concern, and the World Health Organization has characterized excessive internet use as a growing problem. Our article shows why scholars, policymakers, and the managers of social media companies should treat social media addiction as a serious moral problem. While the benefits of social media are not negligible, We argue that social media addiction raises unique ethical concerns not raised by other more familiar addictive products such as alcohol and cigarettes. In particular, we argue that addicting users to social media is impermissible because it unjustifiably harms users in a way that is both demeaning and objectionably exploitive. Mm -hmm. Importantly, the attention economy business model of social media companies strongly incentivizes them to perpetrate this wrongdoing.
1: Yeah... And, you know, once I really started getting into it, at the end of the day, like addiction, a lot of times I think we think of all these things as just like abstract theories and constructs. It's like, oh addiction to social media, you don't think of the actual implications, Uh the physical implications, what's happening in your body when we are saying that you are addicted to social media. Mm -hmm. And it's actually scientifically proven that when you see certain things on social media, it releases dopamine in your body. Mm -hmm. Like chemical reactions are happening when you are on these platforms. And because I don't think people actually realize what all is entailed in these things. Um, the damages of them, you know, aren't really known as much because you're thinking of direct things like smoking your lungs and all this stuff. And it's like, no, what your thoughts actually have impressions on your physicality. So when you're looking at things and comparing yourself, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. You're comparing yourself. You're you're getting in spaces where you might be feeling desperate or hopeless or depressed Mm -hmm. those things are actually impacting how your body is reacting that those things are actually making you sick those things are actually reacting with your DNA and so when they talk about you know the effects of it it's it's like yeah real things are happening in people's minds and bodies this isn't just oh you know, for the sake of saying you're addicted, you're addicted. It's like no, they can probably they can put you under a cat scan and see who has a lot of screen time and who doesn't. Yes. So I think that it's really important for people to just kind of understand the implications of it.
0: Yeah, and I just wanted to give a quick definition of dopamine. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just throwing it around. You know, there, these like, words, these <laughs> words be getting crazy. You know, these words be nine, ten, later. So. um, What does dopamine do to a person? Uh, What is the role of dopamine? Dopamine is responsible for allowing you to feel pleasure, satisfaction, and motivation. When you feel good that you have achieved something, it's because you have a surge of dopamine in the brain. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens when you have the satisfaction of achieving something, but yet you're doing nothing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that is necessarily bettering you?
1: Mm -hmm. And what happens when you don't have it?
0: Hey, what happens when you don't have it? Right. You know, so it's like what then you get when you get satisfaction from doing something that doesn't. You When you get satisfaction from from something that or even if you when you receive satisfaction from things that do not. Necessarily bring you joy.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you
0: receive satisfaction from things that don't really bring you joy ck lewis said you know the thing about social media is it doesn't really make you happy Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really make you sad you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like you're just somewhere Mm -hmm. where oh this kind of makes me happy or this kind of makes me sad then you get a real detachment from the things that really bring you happiness and the things that really make you sad like Mm -hmm. so it's like when we generate this dopamine release, it loses value of the authentic dopamine release we get from actually doing things in the world, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like this, these, these representations of these fake imposters of joy Mm. block us from actually doing things that might actually bring us joy in the future
1: yeah and it's all by design because like when you really understand it so one of the major um frequencies and energies that will re- help you release dopamine is love yeah right and so it's no coincidence that the like symbol on almost every platform is a heart
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know and, and there's a lot of thought that are that's going into these things that has went into these things it's, it's not you know ironic at all. Like, this is all by design. They're giving people a false sense of love and like. If somebody likes your picture, it's not because they love you. It's not because they necessarily want to get to know you or they care about you. It's not that they're liking your picture because, you know, there's some type of super secret admirer and they want to help fulfill all your dreams and they want to know what you think of. No, nah, you just look good. Mm-hmm. If if even... if. If even you really look good for real, we're we not even going to get into that. You know, it's a commodity and people like what they like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you just in the right spot at the right time. But at the same time, um, you can, it doesn't deny the fact that somebody does get something from that. There is a dopamine release when, you know, you look down at your phone and it looks like 3,000, 100,000 people like you. So I'm not going to negate that experience because that is a very real experience, you know, for the for the people on the other end of that.
0: Yeah. And I'm not here to bash social media's because I do think it's a value to be able to stay connected to people and to find talented people that exist in the world and to follow their lives and to follow their stories. There's nothing wrong with that. My issue is that there's an intentionality to disconnect you from real life. Mm-hmm. You know, so that be, that it's, a, it's an intentionality to create like this disassociation, this depersonalization mm-hmm. with the people around us and our inner selves. And that is really what I'm just cautioning people against. Like, I want us to get back to using these things as tools and advices. Mm-hmm. You know, I want us to get these, use these things as ways to um, enhance our messages or enhance our talents and not necessarily be the talent like and be the enhancement like you know because it still comes down to you like who are you like who are you Uh, if you are an amazing talented human being or you have a gift that you want to share with the world yes have that gift share that gift with the world but now we're realizing that people gift is more so the sharing and not necessarily the talent (laughs)
1: And that's going to get even trickier now because, you know, the thing about these systems is when you start understanding the design of them and how they're rolling things out, because at the end of the day, we're talking about being a talent. The talent isn't even about to be necessary in a little bit because we about to have the rollout of AI.
0: Yeah, straight up. I mean, you know AI I is mean? already here. Algorithm is an AI.
1: So, and now we're talking about like consumers really having the access to generate these things at their fingertips and like creators can use it so you don't even really need the talent anymore
0: (laughs) but let's take a quick aside about this AI okay okay right because we're trying to make AI seem autonomous but really it's disguising the people who are manipulating the world from the power that they uh, they they contain, mm-hmm. like AI is a vehicle used used by the powers to be to stir audiences in directions, to stir the masses, the herd in the directions that they want them to go. Like, right. So it's not necessarily about oh everything is going to become automated. It's like no, the same destructive, the same coercive, the same manipulative practices mm-hmm. that have been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. Now those practices are going to become automated made it so as though it does it by itself and it adapts by Mm -hmm. itself. You know, like we talked about, um, we talked, I talked to a group of people in a, in a speech about um, how racism has transitioned Mm. from being something that was direct and overt um, to something that is now indirect covert and instant. So uh, it was direct overt and individual to something that has become uh covert institutional mm-hmm. and um covert institutional and indirect right but now it's becoming automated
1: <laughs> right
0: now things like racism things like um uh, what's the body thing that people we talk about the body uh, thing. like the the I'm going to just call it bodyism. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like we, we, we we're promoting certain body types and then okay. other body types were kind of like shunning off. It's like, this is not body the positivity, body able- positivity. Okay. Yet. Idolism, all of these all things those, like that. All like all of these things are going to become automated. We're like, right. now we are really going to be able to um, validate certain images of beauty, certain images of intellect, certain images of everything as the norm. Right. Like, and all of the other things will fall by the wayside. So when we start getting into our favorite musicians and we start getting into our favorite artists and we start getting into like even our favorite TV shows, if you are not a part of the system, then you will not get the same type of. Uh, recognition or the same type of battery in your back as you would back in the day before you needed to sign a deal now you need to you really need to get in bed with the algorithm to have a chance
1: taking it even a step further I was talking to somebody about this and I was like be careful for AI celebrities Mm -hmm. because especially in the Mr. Council culture what happens when it's you know some type of character that's not even real is spilling all this rhetoric, and you can't even cancel them There's no human repercussions for it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So what? Ha- but the rhetoric is still out there.
0: The rhetoric is still out there. Or what happens when these people, like, because the 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 first AI rapper to get a record deal, you heard right. about that
1: was wild. That yeah. was super
0: wild. Like not they I, drop
1: them? did the label they drop had him? to drop them
0: because <laughs> because they he cre he created an entity that could give you this rhetoric certain rhetoric is okay if it comes from a certain entity Mm -hmm. you know it's like the whole black people can say the n-word and no one else Mm -hmm. can right but if if it's ai i can be someone from a completely different ethnic ethnic ethnical background and i can create someone that has all of the appeal of your ethnicity Mm -hmm. and now is allotted all of the permissions of someone from your community
1: they already did it remember it was like maybe like a year two years ago that scandal of that it was like a a white european man created like this ai sudanese model Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: was getting paid like doing deals with major fashion houses and they're like dog you a white man how are you making money off the image of this tall black sudanese archetype Mm -hmm. so it's 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 already happening it's about to
0: transition into a thing (laughs) of infiltration and cultural appropriation to a level that we have never witnessed in history Mm. never with because people can hide behind it like people can hide behind it i've always someone always i never forget the first lesson i learned about technology which is computers are as smart as the people who use them like AI is as powerful as the intention of the people behind who created it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we have the world solvers and all of these people, if these were the brain children behind AI, then we wouldn't be talking about the the algorithm or creating the algorithm and the value of the algorithm to be social media. Right. Like it's other areas in the right. world where we could be using these types of brains, right. <laughs> these types of innovation development and stuff. international right. development. You know what I mean? Right. Like we should be using this level of innovation to solve different problems, mm-hmm. but yet things that are just used on a social level is literally again it's all about the programming reprogramming mm-hmm. and distortion of reality for in the brains of the people that exist in the everyday world and in gener- in a couple of generations from now it's going to be a complete disassociation of people and their community mm-hmm. because you're not going to know what is an authentic component of your community and what is just something embodying what they perceive about your community and using it to stir you, to stir your attention Mm -hmm. towards whatever product that they see fit for your community. Like, I don't got to put the liquor store on your block no more. Right. like i don't have to put the liquor store in your block i'm gonna put the liquor store in your algorithm
1: Right. <laughs> like, you can just order it you're gonna be looking for
0: the liquor right like i don't right. you ain't even gotta go to the liquor store you don't even need a 40 mm-hmm. like you don't even need malt liquor at your grocery store like i'm gonna make it so that's all you want
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm gonna make it so that you that's all you. it's that mcdonald's commercial you never want it until you see the nuggets like being dunked into wow. some other stuff and lebron james and cardi b and, and all say, set sitting across the joint having a romantic offended. dinner like i
1: be getting offended watch
0: watch next valentine's day you start singing couples going to mcdonald's Nah, i'll be getting Boy. offended because
1: i'll be like who do you think i am that you think that you can put offset and cardi b across from each other over a fish fillet and that's gonna make me want it like I'm offended. The facts. <laughs> I'm offended. But then when you
0: realize that that's not for you, that's for that twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. That's for that thirteen-year-old. That's for that five-year-old who loves happy meals. Like,
1: <laughs> right? Which is scary in itself because it's like at five, what do you what do you know about Offset and Cardi B? Their content is not for a five-year-old. That's another conversation.
0: But is but again, it's 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 all of the powers that be working together to promote what they need, what they want people to Mm -hmm. value in the future, you Mm -hmm. know. And there's nothing wrong with them people. You know what I mean? Like I I got I I love me some Cardi. But I'm grown.
1: (laughs) You know, like I'm (laughs) and I have the discernment, you know what I mean, to to differentiate what's real life, you know? So that that's the important piece. You have to be cognizant of what's real and what's not. And when you have this type this level of exposure and access to so many demographics that aren't able to distinguish the two, it gets scary. Mm-hmm. It gets scary because I always think about like what it's like for these kids to grow up in the age of social media. Like I'm so glad I didn't have all this access when I was like 10, 11, 12, because unless I was like really on some child prodigy, you know what I mean? And I was using the tools, the tools weren't using me it's so much pressure on these kids now. They got TikToks and you're not even worried about being the flyest at your school no more. You worried about being like the flyest everywhere because you have the whole world as your arena now. You have TikTok. You got 15, 12 year old, 12, 10 year olds that have hundreds of thousands of followers. Like, do you know the mental fortitude and the development that you should have to be able to have that type of popularity. Life. When
0: I was 10, <laughs> when you, when I was 10 years old, I was still taught not to talk to strangers. <laughs> I was still being taught not to talk to strangers. Mm. Like how in the world can you be comfortable with hundreds of thousands of people liking your child's image, like putting hearts on your child's, adults, adults
1: okay
0: like adults okay you get what i'm saying like we're losing it like we're losing it we're losing every sense of value that we have that we have built up over these past Ten thousand years of our evolution in this world like it's all being lost and we don't understand that we're losing it to the same people who traveled across the atlantic kidnapped us and brought us over here is the same people who now that we are here are trying to re-enslave us so that they can continue to use the value of our bodies for their own means and their own profits Like, it has not changed. Like, nothing has changed. I really want people to understand this and grasp this concept. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed. Like, we're just creating a new plantation. And the new plantation is digital now. The plantation is digital. And we're willing participants in it. We're becoming slaves to it. And we don't even recognize it where you can spend hours on hours on hours on hours in a day minding other people's business while your business is not in order. Okay. You spend all of your life focused on other people's lives and the rest of it complaining about yours. In what world does that make sense? Not one. I want everybody to turn off your damn phones and start focusing on the things that you can control in your own life. After you finish the podcast, though. <laughs> after you finish the podcast, on the real, if you turn this podcast right off, because right, I don't do this for that, right?
1: I ain't like at it. I
0: swear to God, I don't do this for that. Like I don't, I didn't start a podcast. I really started this podcast because one day I'm gonna have children, and I want to teach all of the lessons that I have in my mind to them after I'm gone. Because I know I'm not going to be here forever. Like I know I'm not going to be here forever, and what I leave behind matters to me. Not to the strangers, but to the people who know me and the people who will want to know me in the future after I die. Mm-hmm. But that don't matter to nobody no more. Everybody just trying to live their best life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: where they don't understand, life is forever. Like, life lasts forever. You never die. Energy does not die. We start this conversation talking about the energy exchange. Mm-hmm. But once you put out energy into the world, it is an indestructible force that will not die. What is that force what is the intention behind that force what is that intention behind that post like why do you do the things that you do these are the things that these are the questions i ask this is what i'm asking when i see different things being promoted to me what is the purpose of this what is this thing is going to last forever like what is the purpose of this thing what is the power behind this thing everything has a power and a function Everything has a power and a function. What is the functionality of this agency? What is the functionality? What is the power of this action? What will be, how will this thing be remembered that I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And then that really starts bringing your mind into this. You really start thinking intentionally at that point.
1: For sure. And I think that that was the beautiful thing. Um, Even just coming to the realization, like how I got here, and I was just like, yo. I'm addicted. Yeah. And it's not the worst thing. It's now what am I going to do about it now that I'm cognizant of it? Because I'm mm-hmm. not going to stop using the internet. No. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to stop posting on the gram. And I'm not even going to say that, you know, some attention here or there is not going to, you know, you still want what you want. But Healthy. it's about it's about knowing what's going on so that you can make conscious decisions about how you want to move. Yeah. You know, the intentions behind what kind of attention do you want? Mm What kind of attention are you trying to garner? You know what I mean? And if you do get the attention, what you going to do with it? Because transmutation is a thing. Yes. So it's like, I always say one of the energy geniuses out here is Beyonce.
0: Shout out to Mother B.
1: You know, you can say what you want, but the way that she alchemizes and transmutes energy is unreal. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether you you talking about how you love her or you hate her, it's all energy you send in her way and she's building an empire with it.
0: Real talk. But then you look at a person like Beyonce and you look at the level of intention every moment in her career has had.
1: Oh, we're not even going to get into that because that's a whole nother conversation. But it's a but woof.
0: I love it though. Like I love it where it's like,
1: yeah, big, it,
0: it's it's so by design. You know what I mean? Very. Like, I by did design. not. She did not get to her position by happenstance. Not at You all. know, like it's all by design. Like and it was all built. It was messaging built on top mm-hmm. of each other. For sure. Like,
1: big B. Her people from New Orleans. You start. You start looking into Beyonce stuff. Look at the what's going on astrologically when she released stuff. Look at mm-hmm. the, the the numerical values. Look at the imagery, the colors. Like and her ancestry. B don't be playing. B don't be playing. B
0: don't be playing. Like, <laughs> no No playing. Hope Hope Jay Z the same way. Like oh, every, yeah. it's so much t- from from reasonable doubt on. It's so much intention behind every album every venture like how he pivots from every failed venture like how he pivots from one thing to another like you know I'm the, I'm one of the biggest Jay-Z fans in the world and it has nothing to do with like him as a human being is just more so the intention behind how he operates and how he moves. Like, like if I can put that same level of intention behind my, behind what I'm doing, then it's nothing. I'm an unstoppable force. You know what I mean? Like it's no one's going to stop me from manifesting the things that I want out of life. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's the blueprint that that was the blue. That's what the blueprint meant to me. Like the blueprint meant to me is how can you design your life? like how can i design the life that i want for me okay. don't you don't have to be exactly like me your design doesn't have to be connected to wealth it doesn't have to be connected to cars it don't have to be connected to entertainment but how can i design a life that i want a life that's aesthetically pleasing to me okay like and i'm again i'm with you too like if it's your if you're, if you're trying to just redirect your attention, go ahead, do your thing. Like, the Trojan horse method has never failed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, present something as a gift, but then the next thing you know, like, this is how I'm going to win my war. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I, I respect it. I respect it. I respect it a thousand. I respect it tenfold. But again, the person who has the long game in mind, the person who looks at this action as a brick, and, and soon soon all of these bricks mm-hmm. are going to stack up and then I'm going to build my fortress. I'm going to build whatever it is that I, I'm going to build the thing that houses my spirit in. Like my spirit is going to be housed in my agency. Mm. Like I want my spirit to be housed in my actions. So when someone wants to discover the spirit of Maurice, when someone wants to get to know who rich is, like you will be able to look at every action, every agency I have taken in my life and see the fortress that I have surrounded my essence with. Like I've created a metaphysical body through the things that I have done in my life.
1: Cause it's not a business, man. You're a, a business, business man.
0: man. <laughs> but no, man, I definitely, definitely want to think, nicole for coming out and talking with me today talking to y'all today she dropped so many gems dropped so many jewels this podcast will be coming out soon you know when it meets you guys is i definitely hope you are engaged with us and let us know what you think let us know your opinions good bad or indifferent it doesn't matter the whole comments the only truth is discourse you know the only thing that exists is the things that we talk about and the things that we make relevant And I definitely pray that conversations like this become just as relevant as the other conversations that's being had around us, man.
1: Let's talk about 50-50.
0: (laughs) 50-50. Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) Views go through the roof.
0: (laughs) On the next episode.
1: (laughs) You want attention, huh? Uh,
0: (laughs) Peace, love, and positivity, everybody. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Love.